0: This is Pave It Black.
1: Hi everyone, and welcome to Pave It Black, the official podcast of the National Asphalt Paving Association. My name is Richard Willis.
2: And I'm Brent Williams.
1: And every year, more than 800 people are killed in roadway work zones. Construction companies are absolutely dedicated to ensuring the safety of their workers and the driving public as we try to build America's infrastructure. But roadway work zones use a variety of warning systems, barriers, and other traffic controls to make sure that drivers and work zones stay separated and everyone stays safe. But it only takes a moment of distraction for an accident to happen and lives are changed forever. Now, while we work to ensure that our work zones stay safe, Many times, they're commonly overlooked by the driving public and more seen as a nuisance than anything else.
2: So today, I'm interested to hear how asphalt producers and contractors can engage with the Watch for Us campaign, as well as some of the measures they take to protect their teams working out there on roads and highways.
1: So to help talk about work zone safety and specifically the Watch for Us campaign that NAPA does with its members, we've invited Emily Bay from Reith Riley. So, Emily, welcome to the podcast. And can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and what you do with Reith Riley?
0: Well, thanks for having me. Like you said, my name is Emily Bay. I am the marketing manager at Reith Riley. I've been here just over six years.
2: So, Emily, I did a little looking into Reith Riley and some background for today. And I saw that safety is right up there with honesty, integrity and quality is one of Reith Riley's core values. So I was interested to learn maybe some of the steps or programs that the company utilizes to ensure employee safety.
0: Absolutely. We implemented various different avenues in to promote safety within our organization. One being toolbox talks. Um, I think this is a common use across our industry. However, we took it another step further So when we do our weekly safety toolbox talks, we do require that our supervisors go over that information with our crews. And then they are required to then sign that they were a part of that discussion and that it was reviewed. And so they just sign that on an iPad. So that's one thing that we do. And those include whether it's work zone safety measures, whether it's heat index, our safety catches, whatever that may be but it is important that it's discussed with everyone. We also, back in 2017, implemented what we call our safety catches. This has been a simple and effective way to get our employees on board, to remain aware of their surroundings and think outside the box. If they see something, say something. If they see an area that needs improvement, it's an opportunity for our employees to take ownership and help our safety team become better and incorporate safety measures across our company. Our CEO, Keith Rose, also coined a mantra that we have used across the entire company. And that is safety first, quality second, and then production. We have taken it a few steps further and we have created hard hat stickers. Uh, We put this on the back of t-shirts. And also with our safety catches, They are rewarded. So, we've also put that on the back of whether it's the Yeti mugs that they receive or the lunch boxes, whatever that reward is, we have incorporated that mantra into that as well. We also have five safety members who do regular job sites, along with having supervisors also watch for issues. So, when our safety team enters the job site, we don't want it to be like the safety police, we want it to be a positive environment. So it's the focus is more on information, education, and so that way we can rectify any issues quickly to prevent future accidents. So we try to push that we are a team environment. And so it's important to look out for everyone and not just ourselves on the job site.
1: Yeah, it's kind of fun from the outside every now and then seeing the safety catches y'all post on social media and kind of what you're doing to highlight some of those people who are helping sure that that culture is instilled in all all the workers and kind of everything you do. And so there's a lot of things that companies can do to look at safety for their workers and, and try to make that, like you said, make it part of that culture and one of the core values of a company. But the Watch for Us campaign really ventures outside of your own company in some ways. And you're trying to really address the driving public and show them the importance of awareness when driving in construction work zones. Can you share why it's important to engage with the public home work zone safety and other ways that the company can address these types of safety issues?
0: Yeah, so the Watch for Us campaign has been a great opportunity to focus on work zone safety. Of course, as internally, that's always a focus for us. But as you mentioned, for the public, it's important them to understand that we all have families. We all want to go home. It's important to slow down. It's not just for us. It's for them as well. So that Watch For Us campaign allows us as an industry during one week to promote that information, to share our stories, to share that there's a speed limit for a reason. You can't go 80 in a 45-mile-hour work zone because within a second, Something can change. And if they crash into a barrier, they could not only harm themselves, other drivers, but also our workers. So this year, we really enjoyed participating in the Watch for Us campaign. Um, we did hard hat stickers. We posted a lot on social media. We created signs, but it also allowed an opportunity for our employees to participate and get them engaged. And so that way, we have their buy-in on the focus on the work zone safety, and then also pushing it out to the public.
2: So, Heath Riley really has went above and beyond on engaging with the Watch for Us campaign in the past. I was wondering if you could maybe share some of the activities the company has undertaken surrounding that campaign.
0: Yeah. So, what we did this year, we one focused a lot on social media, but in addition to that, we did the Wear Orange Day. Posted that. We had asked people to share their photos on social media or with us so that way then we could reshare them. We created the hard hat stickers with the Watch for Us logo and we passed that out to all of our crews. We also created signs for our employees to hold up, but then we also later used them at different job sites that basically had the Watch for Us logo in our logo for the work zone safety. And then with the Watch for Us campaign, we really focused on the social media aspect of it. So throughout that week, we posted 61 times across all platforms LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And with that, in just one week, we reached over 100,000 people and 8,500 folks engaged on our social media platforms regarding our different posts, our different stories. We really wanted to humanize our employees and really show that it's real people out there in the work zones. So we asked our employees or our crews, how many grandchildren do you have among this crew? How many kids do you have? However many, you know, just to really show how many people it would impact if they were to have an accident within the work zone due to the driving public. This is typically
1: kicked off around where in many parts of the country, you're kind of restarting your construction season kind of that late march early april kind of time frame and and you have work zone safety week go orange day distracted driving month and all these things to bring the attention to this but that's just a day or a week or even 30 days and the reality is every crew out there works more than 30 days and this is something that needs to be noticed and thought about throughout the year and beyond just this short range of time. And so how do we continue to make this not just a a fad of a week or a day or something like this, but continue to make this a priority for those driving in our workplaces?
0: As our industry as a whole, working together to not only beyond that one week, But if we could really use social media, as such a powerful space to share our stories, to share what's happening on our projects, to show our crews who they are as people. But as an industry, I don't think we use social media enough. Just on average, as our company, we reach over 600,000 people a month just through our social media. Imagine if as an industry, we were all sharing our stories, our projects, or whatever that may be, because then people are going to start engaging with our industry. And so then at that point, we can really share more often on the work zone safety. Essentially, the more that we share and the more we engage with the public, the more awareness we bring. They're going to think back to one of those posts and be like, you know what, I need to slow down. I remember seeing something on social media about how someone driving down the road, they crashed, the mom, the daughter, and the employee died. So the more we share, and of course, we don't want to make it seem all gloom, but at the same time, that shock factor is what people are going to remember. So I think as an industry, we should really utilize social media more.
2: So I, I kind of wanted to circle back to safety in terms of things that are maybe a little more outside of our control, like distracted driving. And I was just interested to hear maybe if you had ideas on how owner agencies play a role in job site safety. And then if there are other ways that maybe I know you've really went into social media, but like engaging with community or opportunities to really further enhance safety on construction projects.
0: So, I mean, we did touch on this when I was speaking with our safety manager, Bob Montel. And To engage the community more, I think it would be great if we could utilize the news organizations for them to share more about upcoming projects, road closures, and as a reminder that you're going to need extra time to get somewhere if that's the direction that you're heading. And I think also just engaging with the community more when we're on the job sites, if possible. I know that's different if you're on a highway, but I think if we could utilize our news organizations more as more of like an awareness, you know, upcoming different jobs, whatever that may be. And I know NDOT and other organizations do share that information, but that's only if you follow them on social media. So how do we reach a bigger audience? whether it's radio, whether it's the news stories, whatever that may be, that's a really great question. I don't know that there's a great answer to that.
1: I kind of think <laughs> the, the challenge is there is no really right answer for that. It, it's it's a problem.
2: I mean, I think you touched on good things. Sometimes the agencies can play a role in like how jobs are scheduled. And, but I think where you went with like communication and them helping get that message out and looking to maybe news outlets or things is really a good idea. You know what I mean? In terms of they could step up and try to get the message out there. Because I do think that frustration or the traveling public feeling like they're delayed or not expecting what they run into with some of the construction activities and the impacts on their travel plays into some of the more dangerous situations that occur. So I think you've, you touched on the stuff that is important.
1: It's an interesting thought because let's be honest, the average citizen does not follow their Department of Transportation or City's public works department on Twitter or anything like that. But then we get frustrated sometimes because we feel like they're, oh man, they didn't let me know this was happening. Well, maybe we're just not where their information is going to. And it's kind of one of those what came first at chicken or egg questions is how do we communicate to people? Well, a lot of times we communicate and they're not there or that's not where where they're getting their information from and so we we do know that if they are coming up upon a work zone that is an area where they're going to see it but we also have to be careful we don't want to be putting these long messages in work zone where we're causing distracted driving around the work zone by how we're communicating and so it, it is a chat and i think news organizations i think other outlets where where people are is an area where we can more effectively kind of tell our story and remind people what we're doing and why it's important to be aware in those instances. Emily, I just want to thank you for your time and being here with us today. And we wish you continued best of luck with at Ruth Riley. And as y'all are going to be gearing up this coming spring for another construction season and. Thank you again for supporting the Watch for Us campaign, and we hope we can continue to partner with you all on this and try to raise more awareness.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, and we're looking forward to the next campaign. Thank you.
2: Yeah, I think today's takeaway for me really was just the importance of communication and how we in the industry really need to look at every opportunity to communicate with the traveling public and their role in safety on construction projects. I mean like anybody, when we go to work, we want to go to work in a safe environment. And it's important that the traveling public understands their role in safety in construction projects. And the people out there building the roads are really helping improve our infrastructure, helping us improve our ability to move about, get to where we need to go. And we need to help make those safe places for them to work.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the things that I really hit on, kind of piggybacking off what you just said, is we got to explore different avenues of communication. People get their information in all kinds of different sources, and and we may even have to put a little bit of pay behind it sometimes with targeted marketing and targeted messaging because your average citizen is not going to probably be following their local construction company on Twitter or other social media. But we have to make sure we're delivering these messages in a way that they're going to get them. And so I'd encourage people to think outside the box and think about ways that messages resonate with you. And how can we then take this campaign and apply it that way to make sure that it's not just something we're doing, but it's something that's going to make a difference?
2: Thanks for listening to Pave It Black. Visit asphaltpavement.org slash podcast to find more episodes, suggest a topic or guest, become a sponsor, or learn more about NAPA. Pave It Black is produced and copyrighted by the National Asphalt Pavement Association. Music by Coleg. As always, thanks to the dedicated workforce connecting diverse communities all across America. Keep on paving it black.